Welcome everyone, this is a podcast for Practical Neurology. My name is Tom Hughes, I'm a General Neurologist in Cardiff and it's a pleasure today to be speaking to Professor Sanjay Sisodaya who's going to speak to us about the recent developments in relation to sodium valproate and indications for its use. So Sanjay, thank you very much indeed for speaking to Practical Neurology. Could you just kick us off by reminding us all of uh, what sodium valproate, how it works and what it's used for? Thank you very much, Tom. The sodium valproate is a broad spectrum anti-epileptic drug. Um, it has uh, many mechanisms of action. Primarily at the cellular level, we think that it um, potentiates GABAergic uh, in inhibitory mechanisms. But it also has other mechanisms of action, such as blockade of voltage-dependent sodium channels and glutamatergic mechanisms, and possibly other mechanisms as well. Um, and so there are a number of different ways in which it acts, and this probably contributes to its broad um, efficacy in a number of different types of epilepsy and seizures. So it seems to have been around for a very long time, and lots of newer drugs seem to have replaced the older ones. Why is sodium valproate still so popular? It has been around for a long time. It was first actually synthesized in about uh, the 18, 1880s, um, and its anti-epileptic uh, activity was, was discovered by chance in, in 1962. I think the reason that it um, uh, has had this long-lived success is because it remains an effective drug um, for the treatment of a number of different um, types of, of epilepsies. Um, and it's been shown in, in some uh, randomized control trials, um, especially, for example, in the SANAD study, that it is the most effective drug for the treatment, uh, for example, of the idiopathic generalized epilepsies. Hmm. So it, it deservedly um, has the label for some people of the Desert Island anti-epileptic drug. Is that a fair assessment, do you think? Um, <laughs> interesting description. I, I think that's a difficult question, actually. It, it certainly remains um, a, a broadly effective anti-epileptic drug um, and uh, in clinical practice, um, it is a useful anti-epileptic drug backed up by evidence from, from trials. So um, there's been a recent statement by the MHRA. Would you be kind enough to explain the broad messages of this statement? There's been uh, a lot of attention recently on um, evidence that's emerged about the effects of um, valproate when used, um, especially during pregnancy. And this has led to a number of uh, warnings and guidance over the last few years from the MHRA and at the European level about its use in pregnancy. Um, but because there's been evidence that the message um, about its use and about its, its dangers um, perhaps have not filtered through as much as, uh, um, as all would like, there's been now some um, further uh, measures emerging from the um, U at the European level about its um, about its use in pregnancy, um, and these were issued recently by the CMDH uh, Coordination Group for Mutual Recognition and Decentralized Procedures Dash Human, um, and these include a number of different um, aspects about the use of valproate in pregnancy. 
What do you think the main messages are of this statement for the practical neurology reader? The main messages are clear. Uh, Valproit is now contraindicated in girls and women able to have children unless the terms of a special pregnancy prevention program are followed. This is really the main implication for, um, for neurologists who are seeing um, women with epilepsy in, in, of childbearing potential. And there are details now that follow about the pregnancy prevention program and about whether Valproate um, should be initiated or not and about the use of Valproate in pregnancy. So could I ask you then, so what are the immediate implications for general neurologists across the world who see patients with epilepsy? The most important thing is to be aware of the risks associated with Valproate use and to um, access the information that is now widely available about the uh, use of valproate in women of childbearing potential. Valproate is contraindicated in pregnancy and um, alternative treatments uh, may need to be decided on with appropriate consultation for women who are planning pregnancy and may be on valproate. It's well recognised that there are women with epilepsy for whom there isn't any suitable alternative treatment to Valproate. And in this case, Valproate may need to be continued with the, pure, with the appropriate support and counselling. There is a lot of information available, um, and it is important that this is accessed, specifically with regard to the continuing use of Valproate in women of childbearing age and the consideration of the Pregnancy Prevention Programme. Um, are there implications, do you think, for other specialties and disciplines, including primary care and psychiatry? Yes, this is certainly also very important. The risks associated with valproate um, are not specific to different indications for which valproate may be used. The risks are associated with the drug um, and not necessarily with the disease, and therefore anyone prescribing valproate for whatever indication, needs to be aware of the new measures. Thank you, that's very interesting. So psychiatrists, because of sodium valproate as a mood stabiliser, and lots of patients in primary care who were prescribed the drug years ago might still be on it without specialist follow-up. I think that's a very important group of people um, for whom the message uh, needs to be uh, also very clearly available. There will be women who perhaps were started on valproate uh, in childhood, maybe before puberty, um, and who have uh, remained very well and perhaps seizure-free in the case of epilepsy on valproate, and will have um, uh, no specialist follow-up because they are um, very well. It's very important that um, uh, women in this situation are also made aware um, of the risks and of the new regulations and of the need for specialist review. Um, so Sanjay, would you be able to just outline the risks associated with the use of sodium valproate in females of childbearing age? Yes. So in summary, babies born to mothers who take valproate during pregnancy have up to a 10% risk of having birth defects. And this compares to a background risk of 2 to 3% if a woman is not taking um, anti-epileptic drugs. The risk with other anti-epileptic drugs and combinations of other anti-epileptic drugs is variable and sometimes isn't known. 
some of the um, birth defects that, that may occur um, may require corrective surgery and some are not correctable. There's also an average reduction in IQ, which is estimated at something between 6 to 11 points and a 30 to 40 percent risk of some form of dis developmental disability. There are other risks also, and compared with the general population, the risk of autism spectrum disorders is threefold, and that of attention deficit hyperactivity disorder is fivefold. But are there any situations now in which you would start valproate in a female of childbearing age? This is an important point. Um, the, the new uh, measures state that valproate treatment should never be started unless alternative treatments are not suitable. And this includes in young girls below the age of puberty. There will be individuals for whom other drugs have not been successful. And in that situation, then uh, valproate may need to be considered. But it's important to know that valproate medicines are now contraindicated, that is to say they should not be used in girls and women able to have children unless the terms of a special pregnancy prevention program are followed. On a practical note, for patients who are currently taking sodium valproate, what advice should the neurology community be giving to them? It's very important that um, patients discuss any concerns about their medication with their healthcare professional. And most critically, women and girls who have been prescribed Valproate should not stop taking their medicine without consulting their doctor, because doing so could result in harm to themselves or to an unborn child. So Sanjay, on behalf of Practical Neurology, thank you very much indeed for speaking to us. Thank you very much. For our listeners, there will be more information available on the Practical Neurology website in both an editorial and a link to the statement in full. Thank you.